Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Highland Bridge Builders podcast. Let's listen as Jawan Davis brings us part five of our series on Galatians. Okay, we'll be in Galatians 4, 8 through 31 today. Galatians 4, 8 through 31. So if you have a Bible, just go ahead and turn there with me. Uh, everything that we talk about today in class will come out of the word of God. Okay, so I don't want to. Go away from that. So Galatians 4, uh, 8 through 31. All right. So the last, I want to say, three or four weeks, we have tackled Galatians, which is a, a strong book, which all of the books are strong. But Paul really brings it in Galatians, uh, talking to specifically the church of Galatia. And uh, so we've been going through this series. Now we're. At Galatians 4, 8 through 31. So David did an excellent job last week taking care of Galatians 3, verse 26, all the way to Galatians 4, verse 7. So we'll pick up there. Uh, I don't want us to waste any more time. Let's go ahead and and get into the word. I'll tell you what, let's say a prayer for first because I want to definitely get out of the way. Uh, Father, we come to you this morning uh, overjoyed and, and thanking you for your grace and mercy. Uh, specifically your son, Jesus Christ, for giving us uh, salvation, uh, for giving us the right of passage to be connected again with you. Uh, We pray for this class today. We pray for the hearts and minds uh, that you have put in this class, that uh, they be receptive and that they learn something. I pray specifically for me right now that I get out of the way and uh, I'll allow your spirit to to work through me and, and be a vessel. We pray for all these things through Jesus name. Amen. All right. So Galatians four, let's start at verse eight. It says, but in the past, when you didn't know God, you were enslaved. To things that by nature are not God's. So I want you to think about this first clause. It says, but in the past. So that means, of course, but a conjunction, meaning we have to go back and figure out what is going on before that. So but in the past, if we do the opposite of past is what? Opposite of past. Present, present or future. You had two choices. So let's go back and talk about the the present of where they are. So let's go back to Galatians four, seven. It says specifically. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. I want you all to pay close attention to that because that is the meat of really chapter four. It's the meat. I have up here specifically that here in Galatians four, he lets us know that you're no longer a slave. Not a slave, but a son. If a son, an heir of God. So a couple of things that I want you to pay attention to. David did an excellent job. Like I said, he did an excellent job focusing on. The first part of verse one through seven, letting us know that the history of the Jewish culture Now, in the history of Jewish culture, we understand that you were considered a slave if you were a young man, if you were a boy. Not being a slave to the point of being entrapment, being uh, having harsh conditions, but specifically you were considered just a slave because you was over the supervision of guardians and maids and people always under your supervision or in your supervision. So when we think of that, 
We transition to verse four. Specifically, it says, but when the completion of the time came, God sent his son born of a woman born under the law. So we see a change there. I'm a slave. But now this has changed and I've become a son. Why, Paul? And David told us specifically, is this guy here? It's Christ. Through God's grace and mercy specifically, and I want you to pay attention to that. Through God's grace and mercy, he's allowed us to have Christ to set us free. And we're no longer slaves. And we'll talk about that in depthly today. But he set us free from our sinful nature. Okay, and then specifically it says the heir through God. But now we're in the lineage of God. I think that's wonderful. All right. That's excitement because we were just entrapped. We were just enslaved in bondage. And now Paul is telling us, hey, don't worry about it. All that's all is passed away. Let's celebrate. You are now free from your sins. God is has sent his son to die on the cross. You are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Let's party. Well, that's the problem, right? If Chris Altrock or Eric stood up in the church of Galatia or the church in Highland and said, hey, everybody's sins have been forgiven. We would probably think, "Okay, it's time to go home. Thank you for the message. Amen. Amen. Let's wrap up. Let's go home uh, and be full of excitement. But Paul stops us and he says, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. If a son, then an heir through God. But in the past, mm. Paul, where are you getting at? Now, you just said, man, we were cleansed by the blood. We're feeling good. And then he brings up our past life specifically he says. But in the past, when you didn't know God, you were enslaved to things that by nature are not God's. Hmm. I'm going to put this word nature here. I'm going to put sin. Nature and sin. Because it's important to realize that our past, Paul is pushing them to say, you need to start reminiscing. I want you to reflect on what you've come out of. I want us to think about that. What have you come out of? What have you gone through in the past to say, okay, I've been through this, I've been through this, I've been through this, but now I have Christ. So Paul is really telling him to reflect. He said, you were enslaved to things that by nature are not God's. Let's talk about this word enslaved. Enslaved means in the Greek, doulos, doulos. It means to be fully committed to something, to needs or services. So if you think about this text, Paul is saying, well, you were fully committed to your nature. You were fully committed to sin. You were fully committed to legalism. Okay. so I want to add this word here, legalism. Because it's really important because Paul is extremely connected to the church of Galatia. 
And he says, but in the past, when you didn't know God, you were enslaved to things that by nature are not God's. These things were unworthy. No power. No prosperity. No authentic relationship with God. We've been there before. When we think of this word legalism, it should hit out to us because the church of Galatia was doing. They were still focused on the law. They were still focused on. Okay, let me make sure. Okay, I got to do this a certain way. Okay, we got to we got to know we got to make sure that we go to church Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Okay, Wednesday, we got to make sure we do this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So they were so consumed and enslaved by the law that they couldn't really focus on God at all. They did not focus in on on Christ. So Paul is setting this up just for a second. And he's saying, I just need you to reminisce Church of Galatia. Pay attention to what's going on, what happened in your past. And I'm going to set up something for you all. So in verse nine, he says, but now, since you know God or rather have become known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and bankrupt elemental forces? <laughs> OK, that's where we have to stop. So Paul starts off and he says. But now, since you know God or rather have become known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak things And they call it also beggarly elements. Let's talk about this word. When we focus in on Paul and the Christ, he's asking him two really rhetorical questions. You understand everything that God has done for you. You understand that he gave you grace and mercy. You understand that Jesus came down, bled and died on the cruel cross for you and everybody else in this church. Why are you going back? Why are you turning back to nature? Why are you turning back to the law that you have to earn this prize? It's important to realize that I want to ask you a question. What are we turning back to? Got a couple of things. We understand in Galatia. This was their problem. It was legalism. And I know you've done this, God. But man, I got to make sure I check this off. I got to have this routine together. I got to make sure that I'm doing these things. Focus. I have to be this. I have to do this because I have to earn God's favor. That if I don't go to church Saturday, oh, man, he's not going to like me. But now if I go and give to the poor, now I'm in God's graces. Paul is telling them, hey, (laughs) dude, it's gone. Stop going back to this. So for us, what is it? What about guilt? A lot of us feel guilty. We don't feel like we're worthy. And I've been a sinner my whole life. I'm sinning now. We're consumed and enslaved by our past ways, what we've done. Another thing, vengeance. 
man, they've done this to me this whole time and I'm sick of it. I'm done. And we're consumed by that. We see this person. It takes over a whole two hours. We in church. This person had done something to me. And that's the only thing I'm thinking about. I can't wait to have the church. I'm going to bump into him. I can't wait. I don't know why they did that to me. Man, I, I just, I'm just sick of my boss. I, man. And we're consumed by nature. So remember, we're not talking about enslaved by, okay, wrapped up. But we're fully committed and consumed mentally by these different things. I want to write down some, some other things. Anxiety. Man, we are worriers. I know I am. I worry about everything. I'm worried now. <laughs> We're consumed by worrying. And am I gonna have am I gonna have enough money? Matthew it talks about, hey, the birds have this. How how much more would I do for you? Christ has died for you. I'm not going to leave you hanging. And we still. So we're worried about yesterday. We worry about today. We worry about what's going on tomorrow. We worry about if we're going to have something in three months. It's consuming us. It's enslaving us. This is a big one for me. I don't know about you all, but self-reliance. I got it. I got it. Man, I want this job. Let me go ahead and apply for it. Let me go in there. Let me make sure I have my speech right. Don't pray. Don't talk to God about the job. Don't talk how it's going to affect your life. No communication with God vertically, but we are relying on our plan and not his. Let me quickly go through these. And this falls in line with other things, but resentment. This is that daily struggle. The daily thing. Someone did something to us. Okay, I'm resentful. We don't show it. But it's clogging us up. Addictions. All these addictions. Sexual addictions. Alcohol addictions. Drug addictions. Worry addictions. We can go on and on about addictions. Because guess what? It's us. It's who we are. And then the last thing, which is, is tons more. But pride. So when you look at these things, specifically, we talked about legalism uh, with the Church of Galatia. And I know it was multiple things within that. But Paul just wanted to talk about specifically this church as a whole. You all are going back. Why are you looking back at these things? So I want to make sure I have this down. This is before the cross. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. It says, but now, since you know God or rather have become known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and bankrupt elemental forces? Those things up there. Do you want to be enslaved to them all over again? You observe special days, months, seasons and years. I'm fearful for you that perhaps my labor for you has been wasted. Hmm. <laughs> Paul is going back to this nature. He's going back to them being under the law. He's saying specifically, OK, 
Why are you going back? And you observe all of these days, all of these seasons, all of this stuff you're doing. I give you an A plus for being religious. A plus for being religious. You are full of religion. But your spirituality sucks. That's what he's telling them that, hey, you have all of this together when it comes to going to church on time, being there every month, sitting there meditating. But you don't know why you're doing it at all. You don't know why you're coming. It's just a routine because you're thinking of Moses and Abraham and all of them. And you're saying, "Okay, this is what we need to do. But you're not thinking about what you have presently, what you have right now. So let's move on. It says, I am fearful for you that perhaps my labor for you has been wasted. Uh, that's tough for Paul to say. I mean, Paul is really dropping down the ham on them. I mean, you can tell that his tone has changed. It's like, am I wasting my time? We spent all this time, seasons, months, years. I've been coming to you in season, out of season. And you're going back. How many of us feel like we're going back? <coughs> been Christians 10 years. 15 years, 20 years. And we're still being consumed or enslaved by these things. I think Paul is not talking about just the church of Galatia. He's talking to all of us. He's talking to all of us and saying, hey, Christ has died for your sins. He has washed all of that stuff away to where, yeah, you're going to have troubles with it. You're going to struggle because it's in your nature, but you should not any longer be entrapped by it, to be fully committed to these things. You shouldn't be worrying all the time. You shouldn't be enslaved with this. You shouldn't be addicted to everything. You shouldn't be guilt and feeling guilt that I'm, hey, I'm low. I just, I'm just not good enough. God has told you specifically that Christ is here. He's died for eternity. You have it. You're free. Act like it. Let's continue. He says, I beg you, brothers, become like me, for I also became like you. You have not wronged me. You know that previously I preached the gospel to you in physical weakness. In these four verses. Paul is talking about spiritual intimacy. Spiritual intimacy. And I don't want to read all of it, but Paul says, become like me, for I also became like you. Paul is saying, rely on one another. Paul says, I preached the word and you did not reject me. Hmm. Paul is saying, study the word. Hold each other accountable. Last thing Paul talks about, he says, Paul says, you received me 
as an angel of God, as Christ himself. Serve and love another or one another rather. You know, I'm glad that Paul did not just leave us hanging here. He didn't leave the church of Galatia. Of course, he came back in. He said, hey, in your past. You had gone through these things right before that. He says, hey, Christ is in you all. He has freed you from all your sins. But then he comes back and says, hey, I'm going to show you specifically how to live your life. How to stay away from. Your nature. Now, I know a lot of us are introverts. I know a lot of us hate to get out of our comfort. But Paul is saying we have to have spiritual intimacy with each other. We have to rely on each other. Now, that's tough. I'm going to tell you why, because we are so wrapped up. In going through sin and not wanting anybody to talk about us, judge us to what we stay to ourselves. Yeah, we know a lot of Christian people, but we don't tell them anything. Yeah, we can get together in a building. We can get together and reach group. And I'll sit there, 10 to 12 people with pizza and all that and and then leave and still, man, I'm dealing with worrying all the time. But I haven't expressed it to anybody. Well, Paul is saying, well, that's not spiritual intimacy. You're still feeling guilt. You're still feeling anxiety. So I want us to push ourselves in Galatians 4. I think he pushes us a lot to say. You have to get out of your comfort zone and die. The the Bible really tells and I know this is tough for me. And Shanice can attest to this, but I am really trying to kill myself when it comes to my nature. Just think about it. Everything becomes easy for us when we just say I'm giving everything up to God. Think about it. I come into work. Everybody's upset. Well, they're not upset with me. Thank you, God. I'm I'm moving on. I'm not living. (laughs) People cuss us out. Hey, well, thank you. It really don't matter to me because I'm I'm dead. And that's funny. But guess what? (laughs) That's why we have all these problems. Because we're in control. Man, I gotta, I gotta, man, I gotta do this, man, I, man, I'm so mad, I, I'm so mad at my kid, man, I don't know what to do, I don't know if I'm on this job, I, and Paul is right, reminding them and saying, dude, Jesus paid it all, <laughs> stop worrying, you worry about food on the table, well, hey, the birds was fed, <laughs> you gotta worry about that, your needs are met. You don't have to worry about anything else. I got you. I got you taken care of. But it's not good enough for us. And Paul is going back to the church of Galatians saying, 
you're going back, man. You're backsliding like crazy. You're backsliding. So let's continue. It says, what happened to this blessedness? But let me go back to 14. Although my physical condition was a trial for you, you did not despise or reject me. On the contrary, you received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus himself. So that has everything to do with spiritual intimacy. Moving on to 15. What happened to this blessedness of yours? For I testify to you that if possible, you have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Paul used this this imagery for you. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? We have to stop there. Paul, Paul is probably looking out in the audience and they're probably like. You got people angry, got people turning red. Paul is. It's like y'all are upset with me. After all we've been through, I've been with you even in ailments. And you're upset. Well, I have to say something about that because it, it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Our church now is becoming soft as Christians. We are. I went to a, a seminar a couple of weeks ago and, and the minister came up and he was like, if you're not following the word and you've been in the Bible Christian 10 or 15 years, you're a coward. And you got grown men, 45, 50. Did he just call me a coward? Yes. That's what Paul is saying. If you don't understand the seriousness of Jesus dying on the cross for you and you are still playing with all of this stuff like you're under in the control. Yes, you are a coward. And we are. We want to control everything in this world. That is short. That is short term. And he's saying, get rid of it. So Paul asked that question in verse 16. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? They are enthusiastic about you, but not for any good. Instead, they want to isolate you so you will be enthusiastic about them. <laughs> All of these things, the nature, the sin. Oh, yeah, they're enthusiastic. They're not going away. They're extremely persistent. Oh, yeah. When you're by yourself, that computer is there. Guess what? He's going to be right there with you. When that daughter gets on your nerves. Oh, yeah. He's going to be right there with you. It's not going away. Paul saying, yeah, he's enthusiastic. They're excited of jumping on you. They're trying to pull you away from this. You having marital problems? Oh, OK, yeah. They're enthusiastic. Hey, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Be resentful. Don't talk to him for a whole week. Try, try to go six days. Try to refrain from giving them any intimacy because he deserves it. All of these things come into our brain. And it's going to continue. It's not going to stop. Let's look at verse 17 and 18. It says though they are enthusiastic about you, but not for any good. Instead, they want to isolate you so you will be enthusiastic about them. Isolate from what, Paul? It all goes back to the cross. Man, I have to pull you away from Christ. Now, Christ didn't die for your sins. I promise you. Just just feel guilty. I promise you. 
Just feel guilt. Just worry all day. He did not do this for you. Worry, worry. That these things are trying to isolate you. Verse 18, it says, now it is always good to be enthusiastic about good and not just when I'm with you. My children, again, I'm in the pains of childbirth for you until Christ is formed. Until Christ is formed. Now, I don't know about Paul. I I think a lot of feminists in here will say you don't know anything about childbirth. So you need to keep your mouth shut. But Paul does say that. That I'm in pains in childbirth for you to have a Christian relationship. So we have to put that. All these things, we have to have a spiritual connection with Christ. I was talking to someone last week and uh, I was talking about, you know, getting stronger and mature uh, as a Christian. And the person asked me, he said, how do you do that? Well, that's a good question. Because as Christians, some of us don't know. We're just like, okay, well, we're in this. We just became Christians. I know Jesus died for me. Okay, what, what's next? How, how do I stay from, from going back on this side? It's about four things that are practical that we have to do. We have to meditate on the word. So you're saying, and not me, that, man, we have to really focus, focus, focus on the word and just keep those spiritual verses, those Bible verses in our mind. Yes. Be quiet and listen. <coughs> We're pulled everywhere and we never have time to sit down and just say, turn off the TV, put away Snapchat, Twitter. Turn, don't turn on CNN because you're going to be really messed up. Turn all of that stuff off and say, God, what do you got for me? What do you have? I'm dead to the world. I need you. Christ has died for my sins. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? I'm listening. That's prayer. That's communication. Now, if we're not doing those things, of course, we're going to creep back over. And live here. And what Paul is telling us, you need to stay over here. Another thing. Be an accountability partner. How many of us in here have an accountability partner? Well, we can probably just start pairing up now. I just got an accountability partner like two or three weeks ago, and it's been great. And I'm not talking about, hey, how was your day, man? How was the football game? Oh, it was great. But I'm talking about praying for each other. Man, you're dealing with this. Don't worry. Don't worry. You 
If we don't have that, we're going to sit back over there. All right. And all this has to do with and you see spiritual because all this has to do with the spirit. So you see a connection here is between nature and spirit. We specifically have. Grace. We have mercy. And now we have life. Okay, let me finish up. It says, 19, my children, again, I'm in pains of childbirth for you until Christ is formed in you. Verse 20, I'd like to be with you right now and change my tone of voice. So I guess he's angry, passionate, Paul, because I don't know what to do about you. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, don't you hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave and the other by a free woman. But the one by the slave was born according to the flesh, while the one by the free woman was born as the result of a promise. These things are illustrations for the women represent the two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai and bears children from slavery. This is Hagar. Now, Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. Let me drop down to 26. But the Jerusalem above is free and she is our mother. For it is written, rejoice, O barren woman who does not give birth. Break forth and shout. I love that. Paul is going back to the other side and saying, hey, got two covenants. Let me knock this home run because I've been talking about you being a part of nature. You being enslaved. Now I've talked about you having grace and mercy and being free. But now I need you to understand the two covenants that let's go back to Sarah and Abraham. You guys want to focus on the law? You guys are excellent in the law. Let's talk about it. So Paul really focuses in on Sarah and Hagar. We understand that Sarah birthed Isaac. Hagar birthed Ishmael. Okay, sent them away. We understand he gave them a promise. But it says specifically in the text that Hagar. Is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. On the other end. But the new Jerusalem is Sarah and she is our mother. So he's just really painting that picture to let us know this is the side you need to be on. Okay. We have to be on the right side. And then verse 28. Now you brothers like Isaac, our children of promise. But just as then the child born according to the flesh persecuted the one born according to the spirit. So also now. But what does the scripture say? Throw out the slave and her son for the son of the slave will never inherit with the son of the free woman. Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. I want to close up here. And I want us to look at two scriptures. Paul is directly asking us to choose our path today. He's directly talking to the church of Galatia and he's saying, you need to decide what side you're on. Are we going to be enslaved to sin that leads to death or are we going to be enslaved to righteousness that leads to eternal life? Paul wants us to let go of the past. If you're feeling guilty, let it go. If you're feeling revengeful, let it go. If you're worried, let it go. 
If you're so caught up in these worldly things, let it go. Let it go. Some of us have been Christians for 10, 15, 20 years. When are we going to let go of ourselves and be fully committed to God? I think that's a a powerful question. What are we waiting on? For those that have been away from God, you know, it is nothing out there that will satisfy you. Those who have been in the world, we all been in the world. We've all been enslaved by that. Some of us are enslaved now. There's nothing else out there. You may get five hundred thousand. You're not going to be satisfied. You may get two million. You're not going to be satisfied. You may get a wife and a kid that you've been praying for this whole time and 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 you're doing it on your own and you're focusing on that and you're not focusing on the Christ. Only time we're going to be satisfied is when we can look at Jesus and say. Here I am. Paul says this, and I was really taken aback by this, but he says for me to die. And to Christ for Christ is gain. And I'm starting to really get that. Then we put down all of our selfish ambitions and all of these things that we're planning on our self-reliance. And everything works out. I want us to turn to Galatians 2, 18 through 21. A couple of verses. It says, if I rebuild those things that I tore down, I show myself to be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I have died to the law that I might live to God. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for his righteousness comes through the law. Then Christ died for nothing. Last verse. I want us to look at Romans 8, 1 and 2. Oh, excuse me, Romans 6, 22 through 23. But now, since you have been liberated from sin and become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification. And the end is eternal life for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we understand. That Paul was telling him to think back. In the past, what have you gone through? What were you caught up in? What were you enslaved in? What were you fully committed to? We can add some things to that list. Personal statement. Personal self-reflection. But then Christ came. When you met Christ, all of these things are gone. No looking back. God could care less about your past. 
It's your future he cares about. Sanctification. And now we have grace, mercy, freedom, and we're living through faith. And at the end of verse 23, he tells us, you are not running this race for nothing. At the end of this road is eternal life. So let's sum it up. Really simple. Get rid of yourself. Say everything that I want to do is through God's plan. Focus on Christ. Meditate on his word. Just listen. Take some time out. Listen to God. Have that communication with him. Get your accountability partner. Last thing we have to add this. And become a ministry. If you hear it correctly, I didn't say get in a ministry. I said become a ministry. That everybody are walking vessels. We're walking epistles of God. That we have to show everybody Christ. Because we're gone. And then the last thing. That's our reward. That's our crown. Is that going to be easy by yourself? No, absolutely not. I don't think you can do it. The Bible says that. Hey, Mr. Davis, I had a kid ask, Mr. Davis, why you go to church? Because of this. I'm failing by myself. The community. The honest community. The community that's like Paul. That's like, hey, I'm going to give you the truth. You can get upset. You can get mad. Hey, don't matter to me. I'm already dead. I want to save your life. That's what we have to do. Hey, I'm going to say a prayer for us. Pray for us all. Um, that we get this because it's simple that we get it and that we just leave ourselves alone. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we come to you on this beautiful day. Uh, that you have given us and given us ample time to make things right with you. Uh, we understand that we are filthy. We are sinners. Our nature is dark. We understand. But we pray that we rely on your son, that we get all of our things that we think it should be and all of these things and that we focus on you and your law of grace and mercy and not focus on doing things, this action or words or works based philosophy to please you. We understand that your son has paid it all and we pray that we act that way and understand it. We pray that we use faith uh, to fuel our behavior and our actions and our works. We pray that as a community that we hold hands one together, together, rely on each other, uh, that we start to meditate on your word, that we get into your word and act it out through our actions. We lastly pray that we become a ministry ourselves, a walking ministry, uh, that we allow everyone to see you and see your son through uh, our thoughts, our actions, our feelings um, and what we say. 
Uh, we pray that you continue to watch over us and guide us, uh, continue to take care of our needs. Um, until we meet again, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, we have a, uh, when are you going to do an announcement?